Coming up on TMS, she sure looked surprised when we discovered her. Underwear only blocks 95% of fart droplets. My tongue brushed the top part. Verizon doesn't like pee. Paper? You ever seen recycled paper? Look at it. Brian is puking, Scott is pooping. More like, look at it. In Russia, chicken nugget print you. Hell year 2020. I'll take a bite off of Barry's burger. He's got bags of pennies, just like my grandfather. Boat mom fight. Big fresh load of day. Ibit is now a verb. I got a bingo because Brian can mimic the original iPhone ringtone. Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. The European royals are still conducting human hunting parties where teens are killed and their sex organs are hung like trophies on walls. It's all part of ritualistic sacrifice that a mysterious cult known as the Ninth Circle are still performing today. Yep. See, it's not impossible. It's ridiculous. This is the Morning Stream. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to TMS, the morning stream for Thursday, July 23rd, 2020, 23, 2020. <laughs> See? Yeah. I'm not going to do it in August. I'm not going to do it in August. I promise. I'm going to restrain myself. Well, you will, you will when it comes to August 20th. Is August 20th? Will I, though? That is a show day. That's a show day. That is a Thursday. You will absolutely do it. Mark my words. Okay. Maybe you're right. Maybe I will. I don't know. I don't want to, though. Uh, I'm Scott. That's Brian, and we're here to do a show. Good morning, Brian. How how the heck are you? Yep. <laughs> you know this Tom file is going to go far. Yep. It's going to be a classic. It yep. Uh, yeah, it's great. I meant to send it to him last night, and I totally forgot. But I'll play it for him tonight. <laughs> we have to record some stuff tonight, and I'll, I'll probably play it for him, and he'll he'll yes, enjoy there it. There you go. I also That's got a, a sounder idea. for later in the show when we do uh, one of our fan services. I actually made a thing. So. Oh, good. Ooh, yeah. can't wait to hear it. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. And if you didn't recognize either of those two Fletcher intros, they may sound new to you. They're actually old files, but I never made intros out of them. So now. So now they are. And then when the other one I play in the middle of the show will be another brand new Fletcher moment. So look at today. It's like a big, fresh day. Fresh day. It's a big, fresh day. Uh, I want to turn it into a Disney song, but I can't. It's a new day in America, as Ronald Reagan said. Fresh day. (laughs) That sounds about right. I'm all sunged out. I did a lot of songs in pre show for the patrons, but. uh, Yeah, we we did a lot. Music out. Brian did a, a perfect impression of a phone ring. He did. Uh, <laughs> we did some Third right. Eagle. Um, if you're thinking, yeah. man, what pre-show? Wait, wait, what? You have a bunch of extra content? Yeah, 19 mm-hmm. extra minutes so far, plus whatever we do on the back end. How do you get it? patreoncom TMS. A buck a month. Think of it as the deleted scenes that you didn't realize you needed yep. until you finally heard them and said, "Oh my God, where have these been all my life?" Yep. All like all good things, you need to taste it. And then you'll mm-hmm. then you'll come back to the bar every time. That's Brian, right. I got a, a note from Trey who uh, called in from Tennessee or wrote in from Tennessee. I think it's Trey from Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. he's the one that won uh, Battle Royale recently. He um, is. Yep. He wanted to talk about Greyhound uh, real quick. The movie you saw and recommended yesterday. Um, he's also a member of my Marvel Strike Force raid team. Oh, that's great. Is that yeah. still uh, you? Still are active in that and stuff. Very active. Yeah, the game they just keep adding new new content to it there are um there's wars three times a week where you're pitted against another um another helicarrier full of people yeah and you uh you know you pick your battles and figure out which ones you can take down and 
And, so you don't. Uh, that's sort of thing you don't auto. Hours. You don't auto battle through that, right? You gotta. You gotta. No, unless I mean, unless it's like, all right, we've lost this one. Just get some attacks in and take out some of their smaller targets. It's like, okay, boom. Yeah. Auto, auto one. No, the only times I ever really auto is um, uh, just material grinding. It's like, okay, I need X amount of materials to beef up my Captain America. So. These are the nodes where you get those materials. I don't need to run them. And it's and it's funny because it's just, it's not even like a, you watch the battle go on. It's like, nope, you, you let it go. And, or you hit the auto run button. It doesn't even show you the battle. It just gives you the content. So um, that's interesting. Okay, let me ask you this question. I got sure. in there and played that for a bit in the early, early days. Yeah. And then I just kind of fell off. Sure. It, will I feel just like if I tried to get back into that? Will I feel just woefully behind and only encouraged to spend money to catch up, or you know, like where? What is my there's chances? there's enough content um, at every level that you won't feel like oh, the only way I can actually feel like I'm viable in this game is to spend money. You're not you know you're not going to be um, doing uh, Dark Dimension Three content, which is there. That's kind of their heroic mythic dungeon kind of thing right now it's the top the very top very end game sounds deal. like yeah very end game where where you um every day your hair your characters are refreshed and you go against a node there you've got like 16 nodes in this in this zone yeah and you go against a node of like 25 villains or 25 opponents and they're dramatically overpowered against you so they they keep their health stays the same day after day. Like wherever you leave them at, at the end of day one is where they start at day two, but your heroes come back refreshed. Uh, so you just basically kind of keep hammering away at them. But the, the, the rewards from that are, are fantastic. All right, so that's I, a thing you're probably not going to do on day one. You're going to no, no, no. build up to that. And that's okay. But, I don't, um, I don't need to, yeah. but I want to feel like I'm not in some new town forever. It's is great. Yeah. yeah. And there's plenty of, uh, there are plenty of teams out there that would welcome you, bring you on, um and uh and and give you a place to to battle and have fun and do pvp and stuff like that just not your team <laughs> although i hate pvp <laughs> i hate live pvp i like i like the war stuff i like the uh the blitzes and yeah. the raids but i hate regular pvp yeah pvp and the games like that are it's, it's a weird thing not really much yeah. am either because you always you get pitted against people who spend tons of money in the game it's like ah, I don't yeah forget that person. pay to win forget it yeah all right, exactly. I'm gonna. But what did Trace said? Trace. Oh, yes. Go ahead. Well, every once in a while, when you bring this up or we talk about it, I just get a little weird itch. I get a weird itch to get back in yeah. there. So maybe I'll have to check it out, see how it's going. And they still advertise it all over the place. Like I know. It yeah, it's that you know, um, uh, Scopely, who got it from Fox Next, is continuing to to to, to add new content to the game. Not just new characters, but new new um, game modes and things like that. Like if you get back into this thing. The screen you come in on where you had your different ways of playing is now probably triple the width and you can scroll through and say, oh, I'm going to do an arena match or I'm going to do a blitz battle or I'm going to do a, a raid or whatever. Right. And uh, and what's the full uh, name of this thing? What is it again? Marvel Strike Force. Okay. I always wanted to do Ultimate Alliance, but that's the console stuff. That's the console stuff. Yeah. Strike. Okay. And I have that. Have that right here. All right. I'm gonna, oh, yeah. Look at that. Look at that little guy. <laughs> lick it. Lick it. Taste it. Ah. Ah. I know it's so nasty. I was joking, and it accidentally brushed my my tongue brushed against <laughs> the top part, which it's a weird like, not just bitter but stinging bitter. Yeah, yeah. They really don't want babies to put those in their mouths. I wanted to, no. do, you know what? I still should do this. 
You know what? I'm going to do it. Next time I see not, Van. You are not going to make you make Van taste a Nintendo Switch. I am totally going to do it because the whole point of those things is to <laughs> is is to help it so kids don't eat them and choke on them, right? So I'm yeah. going to see if it actually works. I'm going to hold on to it for dear life. I'm not going to let him have it. But I'm going to let I'm going to just put it on his tongue and see what he does and if he if he recoils, mission accomplished. Yeah, no kidding. Are you um I'm doing it. You're going to record it too, right? Oh, this heck is like yeah. Heck yeah, we're yeah. This is it. like uh, you know, letting babies taste lemons and limes and things like that, and recording their their oh, reactions. Oh yeah. Like, if people get all offended yeah. by this, I'm sorry, but you're all putting pickles in their mouths and uh, all the other stuff you think is going to make the kid freak out. This is a thing parents and grandparents do. This is what we do. That's right. So, That's right. so just I'm, don't just don't put cucumbers behind your cats while they're eating. That <laughs> that just that wrecks them for life. We tried that. The cat didn't care. It just didn't yeah. care. It looked. No, it at, takes a certain kind of cat that's freaked out by that sort of thing. Bums me out because I really wanted ja- or, uh, Decker to freak, and he didn't freak. He just yeah. sniffed it and then moved I, on. I know Inara would freak out, and it's for that reason that I won't do it. Oh, interesting. How do you? Uh, I know it. It would. It would. It would. It, just because she she gets easily freaked out by even random noises from outside. She's yeah. a very skittish cat, and I know that. Um, uh, that. That that would probably do it for, and uh, I've seen countless videos of it happening, so I know it's happening. Yeah, but it's not all cats. Not all cats react to it like that. I think it's you know the more skittish the cat, and that's those sadly are the worst cats to do it to. Yeah, right. Is because you don't want to just further cement their fears. You want to make them feel like they're in a, a comfortable, safe home, like yeah. like Van before he licks the switch chip. <laughs> exactly. Also, hashtag not all cats. All right, moving on. Hashtag not all cats. <laughs> uh, on Greyhound, Trey says this. Hey guys, yes. Trey from Memphis again. Just wanted to throw in something about Greyhound. I work for Apple, and Greyhound caused our call volume to triple across the weekend. Uh, that the movie came out and it's still uh, highly elevated with people signing up to watch it. <clears throat> I also take issue with whoever said Apple saying, please subscribe to our TV service. Uh, ever since the pandemic, our support lines have been absolutely slammed. I encourage I don't any. Know what that's saying. I take issue with whoever said Apple saying, "Please subscribe to our TV." Service. I think that what he was saying. Somebody yesterday was saying that Apple was like not doing well or begging for subscriptions. Oh, and oh. his his point is that they're having zero problem filling up subscriptions, which makes perfect sense gotcha. to me. They're, they're a huge player, yeah. you guys. You can you can. They are. It's easy to go ah, stupid Apple, that sucks or whatever you do, sure. but you got to knock that off. It's kind of like us going, I don't know. Ah, Samsung with your thing, your dumb yeah, deal. Like you know, here's the here's the thing that's tough to um, tough to compare. Apple, Apple is all, I believe, all original content compared to like Netflix, which is some original, some um, rebroadcast content or old content, I old think movies, th- things I like think that. That's Same right. as Hulu. I think that's and right. And so it's, you know, it's that's that's what makes it hard for people to say, well, you know, I. I there's not as much content on there as Netflix or Hulu, and, and there's no argument there. Mm-hmm. But the content that is there is all original, and it's all like a lot of it is really, really good. Yeah, they're paying big money for good stuff. Oh, yeah, here it is. All, all Apple originals. Hold on. Uh, just trying to see if they do any old stuff. Like, yeah. like once in a while, I mean, they the might stuff have... that the stuff that they also offer is like exclusive. Um, Pay to watch kind of stuff. We watched a movie. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to recommend to it. Oh, <sighs> oh! Look, we are on the fence. Are we on the thing? I'm right? on the fence. Um, mm. 
<laughs> what'd you see you see that i do want to send a screenshot from it because uh you know we we both love uh imogen poots yeah we like the poots she's great but there's a shot of her on the toilet and i was going to send you a screenshot of it and say imogen poops <laughs> well of course you should i would totally appreciate such a thing and of i course. still might i still might i just got to figure out how to do it because uh i got to use that tool you showed me um Oh yeah, the screen capture stuff or the video capture is great. Stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. you should totally do that. I want to see Imogen poops. Imogen poops. Um, yeah, no, uh, I just verified this. You're right; it is all original content. It's all original content. But, yeah, that's um, fine. You and know, I'd say I'd say a good seventy-five percent of the original content on Apple TV Plus is really good, and really worth watching. And it's funny because the thing that they really um, publicized the hell out of was which was uh, the morning show yeah. is is good but i wouldn't i wouldn't put it at the top of their the list of stuff that they that we've seen on there it just had this freaky amount of star power and so i think they had mm -hmm. to really yes push. it was it was probably the thing that they spent the most money on for yeah. sure yeah uh he also wants a tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch reference so i'm gonna play that i'll give it to him i mean he's a nice guy so just give it to him i, I mean I come on trey it. Yep. And do your nodes. Yeah, do your nodes. What are you what are you doing? Um all right. I assume that's another reference to Marvel Strike, Strike Force. Force okay. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Never say I never did nothing for you there, bud. Uh also on the weird animation, uh ANTP season two winner David Luzader wrote in and said yes. this. Hey Scott he brought is America's current job podcast. He is, he truly is. <laughs> By the way, his, I don't mention this enough and I probably should. Part of the deal when somebody wins on that show. Uh, just the, one of the little perks is that you get to have your show on mm -hmm. as it comes out on the Frog Pants Mega Feed, which has everything Frog Pants does now, plus his cool new show. So if you subscribe to the Mega Feed, you probably already know this, but if you don't know about the Mega Feed, you can find it at frogpants.com slash podcast. And it has everything, Daily TMS, uh, all the other stuff, plus Luzader show, and you should check it out. For sure. It's called, hold on, I'll give you the name. May as well give him some love here. Uh, it is called Hit Me One More Time. Hit Me One More Time. It's Hit a me show me about boxing. Oh, shit. I just closed the entire browser. Gosh dang it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I went to check a thing, and then I screwed up a thing. So hold on one moment, everybody. <clears throat> It'll all be normal again. Okay, we're back. Uh, all right, so he says this. David Luzader does. Yes. He says on weird animation, uh, hey Scott and or Skyon and Brat, mm, mm -hmm. you two were sure. talking the other day about experimental animation from the eighties and nineties. Recently, I learned of a program on FXX and Hulu called Cake. Each episode is made up of small segments, mostly animated from a wide array of creators. Uh, they are some recurring segments, but it's largely one and done stuff. The style varies wildly and is re and really has that experimental feel. It's been on for a few years with a new season going on now that uh, features a new segment called Dick Town with John Hodgman. I've seen this somewhere. I saw a clip of this really? somewhere. I didn't know what it was for. I've never even heard of this. This sounds great. <clears throat> yeah, he says, I think it's something you guys would really like. All the best, David. Um, yeah, I that's so my jam, and I didn't know about it until this email, so I'm going to totally check that out. Um, I saw something on like Hodgman's Instagram where there was just a clip of him an animated version of him in a car kind of moving around. And I didn't really think too much about it, but I thought, what the heck is that? And mm -hmm. I guess now we know. So I'm going to check that what out. What the heck? Finally, uh, this from Robert and Hendertucky. 
<laughs> Robert at Hendertucky. Uh-huh. I assume that's like probably Henderson, Kentucky or something like that. Anyway. I'm guessing, yeah. Who, who knows? <laughs> Says Scott and Brian, my wife loves strawberries. Recently, y'all discussed the worms that live in them. Mm-hmm. I have two questions. Number one, Scott, did you say that you had tested this? Did you, in fact, find worms? Number two. Well, I guess I'll answer number one. Sure. Uh, no, I didn't try it myself. Okay. I probably should. You just need salt water my, and some it, stuff, and that's it. My friend Chris Brown did, and he sent me the video of them, and uh, indeed, store-bought strawberries, worms came out of them. Oh, gosh. It took For him, it took, uh, he had it in there for a day, and oh. on the second day, worms were coming out so of it. So it wasn't right away, then? wasn't right away yeah you need to it needs to be they need to sit in the in there for a little while because the water has to permeate the strawberries and stuff all right then he says if this is true what is my obligation to my bride uh on the one hand i should tell her or uh, yeah i should tell her because she trusts me and i would want to know if it were me on the other hand she never eats she'll never eat strawberries again so maybe she would prefer not to know the longer i wait the worse it gets please help me with this strawberry dilemma I don't like wormies. <laughs> it's pretty good. Robert and Hendertucky. So. Yes. What would you do, Brian? If you the know- obligation. No, the, if you love your wife, you tell your wife. To, <laughs> and and here's the thing. Um, number one, to, to counter your numbering system, I will provide my own numbering system. Okay. Uh, number one, there's going to be a time when um, she brings home strawberries from the store and make strawberry shortcake with them and hands it to you and you're going to do that thing if you don't tell her about it you're going to do that thing that jerry's date did in seinfeld where she doesn't say anything she just shakes her head yeah like nope don't yep. eat it or when he when he was uh he was hiding the the mutton because he couldn't eat the mutton so he's putting all the mutton in the things you're gonna you're gonna end up doing something <laughs> terrible right yes exactly yeah uh so number two uh grow your own strawberries and and I'd be curious to see if, if homegrown strawberries, Tina's been growing strawberries. I haven't had any worries about them being, where there being worms in them, because I don't feel like that's a, I feel like that's probably something that just happens at big industrial um, uh, Produ- strawberry farms. Yeah. Well, right? Steph- exactly that. Stephanie Ray Pets in the chat, who I assume, because she has the name Pets in her name, would know this. She says, uh, Frog Pants in Coverville. Okay, so. Uh, oops, sorry, it's scrolling. Um, this, uh, what this is, is this. There is a new invasive fly species that has become a problem in fresh fruit. It's definitely a new thing. The original video was likely from a scientist who knew what would happen with the strawberries, which is why she uh, did the video. So what we need to learn from this is they are not harmful, but they are aware of the issue and they are working to get a fix for it. <laughs> it sounds like... Be on the lookout for Strawberries 2.0, yeah. uh, which will automatically download as soon as there's an update. Yeah, I know. I feel like someone's telling me about like a firmware upgrade on my router. Uh, they know, they're aware of the problem. A patch is forthcoming. Uh, and people are saying that the homegrown strawberries are probably going to going to have them as well. Well, if it's... A- I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's something that once you get... Um, uh, once you get them, you can't get rid of them, and that's why larger strawberry farms probably, you know, the ones that provide to yeah. grocery stores probably get them and can't get rid of them is because you're just going to have that infestation. They're going to go, you know, can keep growing. But, yeah. you know, maybe if you don't have that, I don't know. Maybe I could be completely wrong, and, and I'm fully, fully willing to accept that I could be totally wrong on that. But it's a feature maybe and that's a the bug. test is I need to take some of Tina's strawberries that she's grown 
throw them in some totally salt water and it. see what happens. Totally do it. We should have, that should be a thing on the show. We should test it. Yeah. In fact, here's how we should do it. As a control group, I'll do a store-bought batch. Mm-hmm. You'll do your wife's home fresh ones, batch. homegrown batch, and then yeah. we'll compare and see how that goes. I think that would be a fun thing to do on the show or for the show. I think it would be too. All yeah. right. Uh, for the record, I've eaten strawberries since I've seen this. I think mm-hmm. I, you know, people think I'm super grossed out by a lot of stuff. And that does gross me out. If I see one crawling on it, I'm probably not going to eat it. But if I know that it's just part of the process and they're no big deal, like I trust I trust food scientists on that sort of thing. So it's no big deal. I'll yeah. just eat it. It's fine. Yeah. Protein. But in your case, okay, we didn't really answer the question though. Oh, yeah. He should probably. <laughs> oh, how do you do this? He needs to tell her. You can't be aware of something like this and keep it from your wife. Yeah, especially if she's really freaked out by that kind of thing. Yeah. The guilt will eat you up inside, and you'll have to be soaked in salt water for the guilt to wiggle its way out of you. Yeah, because the way I see it, it's better to do it now than one day you're at dinner, and she eats a strawberry, and you go, oh, shoot, I didn't tell her. And she's got a mouthful right. of I'm not going to kiss you now. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think you should do it. Don't show her the video. No, that's a bad idea, Chad. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, you can as a backup, right? Like you can the say. The 86 is saying, just show her the video. I, I think what you say is, here's what I would say. I would say, hey, I heard this thing about strawberries. You may It may concern you, it may not, but let's come look at this video. Then have her watch the video. And if at that point it freaks her out, well, at least you've done, you know, it's not on you now. It's She's seen right. the proof. She can do with it what she wants, make her own decision. Yep. Man. Yep. Exactly. Give her the give her the the tools to make her own decision, but don't keep it from her. Yeah. Robert Hender Tucky. By the way, this chat room says that they told us what Hender Tucky. Like several people told us oh. what Hender Tucky is. We can't look at the chat room constantly. It can't be people. all the time, guys. Sometimes we're gonna miss it. What they say? What was the uh, the deal? It's the part of Henderson, Nevada, that is populated by white trash and hillbillies. <laughs> really? So it's not in Kentucky. It's in Henderson, Nevada. Yes. Hender it's, uh, Tucky town outside of las vegas where the former simpsons house uh, oh. exists oh yeah look at that according to the urban dictionary that's really really funny uh part of henderson nevada but which was populated by white trash and hillbillies quote mm. i was out near fiesta station the other day oh you mean hender tucky <laughs> is that a quote from uh Mizzoula? it sounds uh, like a quote from Mizzoula. it feels like one it's from 2009 yeah. so maybe it was you know <laughs> All right. Well, since I'm here, I have to check on to see if anyone ever got your last name in here. Yep, they did. If anyone ever, if anyone ever got my last name? Yep. What? I've always been looking for an Ibit. I think we actually asked for this one. Oh, and somebody really? Finally in, did uh, it. Oh, God. An Urban Dictionary? So here's how it goes. Uh, Ibit. When you yeah. have to tell the audience of a podcast that you need to set down your headphones while you race off to hurl. Uh, <laughs> good i was wondering when it was gonna turn out turn out to i be. know i was a little nervous at first it says um first used by a podcast co-host brian ibbett on one six fourteen during a recording of the morning stream the podcast awards people choice award and best comedy podcast award winning podcast and then the usage is excuse me i need to go ibbett <laughs> yeah great great i love that the someone i do that. like the fact that um that he spells it correctly for the the, the definition name but then he spells it with one t Mm-hmm. In the uh, in the description of where of, the, of its origination. Yep. Did you ever buy a a, a GURP mug? Um. No, but I could have because the number one definition for GURP mug is still best uh, or counter and whatever. Mm-hmm. But then it's the ones below it that I'm concerned about. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> you don't want that to end up on your mug. I get it. 
Oh, this I is totally interesting. My name's in here. What? All oh, right. what's, the hell? what's this? Scott Johnson. You... It says, yeah. it's my full name. Scott Johnson. A Scott is a pretty cool guy. We have like very, oh, sorry. We have like every period together and he is the fastest person I know. He has won all the trophies. A Scott very much like SpongeBob SquarePants and is oh. very good at drawing. They have these for every name, like just a Scott. But then there's also a Scott Johnson. Yeah, that's the Johnson one I'm reading. I, and the part oh. about drawing made me think, oh, did someone do this? Let's see, pretty cool. Well, there's also pulling the Johnson is in here. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. Let's see. I love that. All right, pulling a Johnson to cancel last minute like a bitch. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. There's a pulling the Scott Johnson. Oh. Oh, here's another one. Pulling a Johnson. When someone you're dating falls off the face of the earth and resurfaces as a soul slash faith eating douchebag. <laughs> I can't believe he was all up in my stuff and now he's pulling a Johnson is the usage. Oh, there's a whole bunch of Here's the funny thing. Pulling the Scott Johnson isn't the, the definition that I would say pulling the Scott Johnson is. It's the act of having to poop on a plane and two, the act of going to Taco Bell, ordering six tacos and then eating them in the parking lot before going home. Well, that's definitely. Add a Brian Ibbett for more fun, which is adding ordering one bean burrito. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's not correct. Uh, pulling the Scott Johnson is uh, saying, know. oh, I have something really, really cool to tell you, but I'm going to tell you tomorrow. Yeah, it's not right. <laughs> Whoever put this one about the act of having to poop on a plane. Like, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? <laughs> that's great. I'm going to go pull a scout. You know, that's all right. Your your definition is pooping. Mine is puking. <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing? What are we even doing? All right. I know what we're doing. We're doing the news. What and I'm going to kick that in right now by clicking this. Today's news brought to you by... We have one week. One week to hit the stretch goals of the, I was going to sing uh, Bare Naked Ladies there, to hit the stretch goals of the Current Geek Chronicles Kickstarter. Learn more at support.currentgeek.com. Yep, there's some stretch goals. I mean, we, we funded, so season's happening regardless, but if you uh, want to help us get to the next stuff, we uh, certainly could use it. Uh, so head out over there and check it out. If you haven't already, support.currentgeek.com. Also, that first episode is out on the feed, so you can hear it and see what the crap we've been talking about. Okay, let's get started here. A uh, body, we're going to go right to death, okay? So here's mm-hmm, some death for mm-hmm, you. Okay. Mm-hmm. A body found by railroad tracks in Li- in Liberty County, CO? I don't know what that means. Colorado? That might be Colorado. Is there, is there Colorado? The way they, the way they did the I don't recognize o. any of these towns. Allenhurst, Dunleavy Road, Liberty County. Hmm. Oh, no, no, that's Liberty County. Liberty CO. So it is Liberty county. county, okay. That's yeah. what I thought. All right, so wherever okay. Liberty County is. Anyway, uh, they found this body by the railroad tracks in Liberty County. Turns out the whole time it was a sex doll. It's not a body oh. at all. Yeah. You never know I what you're going to get. The first time I ever saw a dead sex doll next to the train tracks. Kiefer Sutherland told me that he killed it. But I think he did something more sinister with it. And then Will Wheaton was on the tracks. Anyway. Uh, Liberty County officials have, I believe they were set up on Tuesday when they thought they saw a dead body. It turned out to be a sex doll around 2 p.m. in Allenhurst, not far from Dunleavy Road. Liberty County Sheriff Office Detective Mike Albritton said he found the, bo- or found the object laying on the side of the railroad tracks. And he went on a slight date with her and then told her. Uh, <laughs> turned, turned her into the police department a week a, later. A week later. She'd been in my house. And she just wouldn't shut up. 
I feel bad. All right. Uh, by policy, law enforcement officers do not touch a deceased person until the coroner arrives, so they placed a sheet over the suspected body at the time. Uh, and then they waited. When the coroner arrived, detectives began to check for injuries and immediately discovered the body was a female sex doll. The doll was anatomically how, correct. Yes, sorry. How immediately do you think it took? Like, do you think they got to the point where they even put their fingers on her neck to see if there was a pulse? <laughs> I mean, they probably, what do you do? You grab the hand first, maybe? And I don't know what you touch first. Boy, she sure looked surprised when we discovered her. Yeah, she's just going, oh. <laughs> The last thing she saw was a train coming at her. Oh. That's right, exactly. Uh, the real tip off was the uh, inflator on the. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't right go. Shoulder. That's not anatomically correct. Why is there an inflator? Oh, her valve. Her valve, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it says, let's see, uh, the doll was anatomically correct with realistic skin and features and was fully dressed, according to uh, authorities. Al Britton says, uh, in all his years, he has never encountered a situation like this. Well, sure. But that now happened he... too often in Liberty County. Yeah. Last time I found a body, it was real. One, one of these fake <laughs> rubber ladies. I don't know why that voice is the voice, but it is. That's the voice. Yeah. KFC is in the news also. Speaking of 3D mm-hmm. printing, Brian and I were talking 3D printing earlier. We were. Was that pre-show or I don't remember. Now. Pre-show. Yeah, we were talking about the uh, the devs, uh, 3D printing the devs girl. Oh, that's right. Check that out. Patreon.com slash TMS if you'd like to get free content. That's right. yep. According to a recent <laughs> press release, uh, KFC is teaming up with a Russian biotech company to 3D print chicken nuggets. Mmm. 3D printed chicken nuggets. Mm. Russian 3D printed chicken nuggets. Yeah. Uh, these are best kind of chicken nuggets. You take a chicken and you make a nugget and print it. You print the nugget. <laughs> it's not a very good Russian accent. Give him his nuggets. Give him his nuggets. <laughs> this story, by the way, I want to thank William Townsend for sending this. Oh, uh, yeah. A member of our community, very nice guy. For sure, yes. Anyway, according to a recent press release, they want to become the restaurant of the future by crafting meat of the future uh, with help from the Russian company called 3D Bioprinting Solutions. This initiative uh, arose among partners in response to the growing popularity of healthy lifestyle and nutrition, the annual increase in demand for alternatives to traditional meat, and the need to develop more environmentally friendly methods of food production. If all goes to plan which is definitely a thing that happens in uh, the hell year of 2020, says this article. (laughs) Hell year 2020. Uh, KFC will begin to sell the world's most lab-grown chicken nuggets in Moscow in the fall. The lab-grown nuggets will, of course, still feature the same blend of 11 herbs and spices that made the chicken famous while combining chicken cells with plant material, allowing it to reproduce the taste and texture of chicken meat almost without involving animals in the process. Almost. Almost. You still got to get that taste of the chicken in there, you know. Still have to use one chicken. One chicken you still have to use. Rest is rest is lab grown. And no RFID chips. We promise. Well, there are no RFID chips in this one chicken much plant product. Yeah. We don't track you a chicken. Lab grown, yeah, one chicken. Yeah. We use one chicken. Are not, maybe horse. Maybe horse. We are not making nugget tracking device. <laughs> All on the up and up. All right. Yeah, that crunchy thing you taste is not RFID chip. It's <laughs> it's uh, lab meat proteins. Crunchy lab meat proteins. I mean, it looks like a chip, but go ahead and eat it. It's no problem. <laughs> anyway, problem. this is a uh, We'll see, because uh, Impossible Burger, I had my first one. I forgot to mention this. I had my first taste of an Impossible Burger mm-hmm. the other day. Yeah. It was good. It was all yeah. right. I no, was... it's... Uh, it's uh... 
really, really close to um, tasting just like meat. I had one with uh, Tanner and Alex and the folks in Vegas at, um, oh, what was it? The Mirage Burger Place, LV Burger Bar, I think it is, the oh. one that's in the Mirage. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a bite of uh, their burger and I was like, oh, this tastes just like a burger. You're talking about a time when we could share burgers with each other in a crowded yeah, place. Yeah, no kidding, right? Man. I'd still... I'd sure I'd still share a burger with oh, some yeah. people. I'd take I a bite off. There are people I trust. I'd take yeah. a bite off a of Barry's burger. No <laughs> <laughs> I'd take right? a bite of Barry's burger. Yeah. Barry. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Jill. Jill. All right. Uh, let's see. Moving on. We got one more story here, I think. Time for okay. it. All right. Maybe one. Maybe two more. We'll see. Uh, lottery winner in Jamaica claims $95 million dressed as Darth Vader. Mm, he I am your father, man. <laughs> Have you heard the original? I don't know if you've heard this lately, but like Battle for Azeroth, they changed a lot of the troll talk, right? It just changed, generally speaking. It became sure. more, less Jamaican, more African, more mm-hmm. Wakanda, sort of, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But if you go back to like a vanilla area and click on like an old school troll, it's ridiculous now because the guy will go, you click him and go, are you doing bad? <laughs> I remember that because, like, in the uh, the orc starting area is not too far from the troll starting area, and you yeah. that whole thing that whole thing in the um, South Barrens by Crossroads mm-hmm. and not Crossroads. Yeah, it was Crossroads down there. Crossroads and yeah. the something hill, something it was uh, something Razor hill. hill, Razor Hill, Razor Hill. Yeah. Yes, there's uh, a lot of trolls and and orcs living together happily, mm-hmm. and yeah, I remember. Ah, uh, you're doing my. They're just so ridiculous. Oh my god! Let's <laughs> go back and change them. I think he's a going to <laughs> defeat the empire. <laughs> it was kind of isn't on that, that level. what they sound like? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. But then, and when the in the early days, they oh, st- he's a big bad. <laughs> in the early days, they started in the same place as the orcs. Like you did the exact same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what. That's what I was thought. I remembered. Yeah. I didn't want to. But then they changed Speaking it, right? Of- they moved out to the island over there. Uh, what's that called? Yeah, I don't I know. Forgot. Echo Islands? Echo, Echo Islands. Islands, yeah. So now if you do a troll, you go start over there, and it's all a big troll thing. But that was that same with the, the gnomes. The gnomes used to start in, in the same place as the dwarves, and then they got their own their own thing. So, Or maybe, <laughs> yeah, no, it was gnomes, yeah. Anyway, World of Warcraft, catch it. Yes. Uh, Jamaican man <laughs> collected $95 million in jackpot winnings. Uh, he did so in a Darth Vader costume, according to the Jamaican Gleaner. Did you ever do that paper? The Gleaner? The Jamaican Gleaner, no. No. <laughs> hey, Brian. No, what's the gleaning? Brian, how you doing, man? Send in the Gleaner. <laughs> <laughs> did, a, did a guy in an Obi-Wan costume rush in and say, Give it to me, Anakin. Yeah, I'm the upper. I'm on the upper. <laughs> I have the upper ground. I have the, upper, I have the higher ground. Higher Anakin. ground, Anakin. His legs burning. <laughs> uh, let's see. According to the Jamaican Gleaner, the paper, the man who won the lo- the lottery, W. Brown was his name, wore a costume in order to keep his identity discreet and to uh, ensure his safety and newfound of newfound fortune. I don't know if that would help though. If you're dressed as Vader and you got the money. Yeah. Yeah. How does that protect your safety? Does he mean later? Because people don't know what you look like. So. Oh, okay. Because um, yeah. I see what. It, okay, so it's not. It's and, not the, and the name W Brown certainly not going to be that that uh, easy to <laughs> easy to find. Yeah, that's so. a good point. Good for him. Yeah. It's a good point. Uh, let's see. 
It's not uncommon for individuals to hide their identities after winning a windfall like this, uh, particularly in a country with a high crime rate like Jamaica. <clears throat> it says, unfortunately, Jamaica is not like other markets. In other markets, they don't necessarily do it. But here, I think they opt to do it to keep themselves safe. Uh, we are not going to tell them to or not to because their safety is a paramount importance to us as well, says the official there. Uh, let's see. People have been coming in their own disguises. They usually don't need our help. And they are uh, usually very creative, perhaps beyond anything we could think of or imagine. Well, I don't know. Darth Vader's not that beyond, isn't it? Like, just if you have yeah, a Vader, it's, not, it's not outlandish. Yeah, yeah, it's not like I'd, I'd show up uh, dressed like uh, uh, Uncle Pennybags or Uncle, yeah, Uncle Pennybags from Monopoly. Perfect. Is that his <laughs> twirly name? mustache and uh, Uncle Pennybags? Yeah, that's his name. Rich Uncle Pennybags. Wait, Rich Uncle Penny Pennybags. Why did I always Which, think it was money bags? I guess I'd have that. Yeah, I know, because, because the, you, the term is money bags, right? Yeah. But it's uh, Rich Uncle Penny Bags. Okay, because he's old school. Which, you wouldn't think that penny bags would make you rich. Ooh, he's got bags of pennies. <laughs> <laughs> like like my grandfather. <laughs> and his grandfather before him. <laughs> right, exactly, yes. Half pence bags. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Another, or sorry, another example, a Jamaican, a Jamaican, a Jamaican woman named N. Gray <laughs> collected her $180 million super lotto jackpot two years ago. Yeah, N. Gray. Uh, uh, she showed up wearing a smiling emoji mask. So that's one yeah. way to do it. Um, anyway, I get it. But I would what, have done the uh, surprised emoji mask personally, but... <laughs> if you... <laughs> well, just do... I don't know what I would do. What would I choose? Probably surprised. Yeah. Yeah, what else are you going to do? Just a smiley? That's boring. Yeah, boring. Boring. How about a winky face? Just kind of annoy everybody. There you go. Like, ah, poop head. I won the some poop money. head. Yeah, the poop head. <laughs> or the, the, the rutabaga, or the, what's, it, what's the? The eggplant? The eggplant, yeah. Be the yeah. eggplant. The eggplant and the peach. Getting it on. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to save this Ogden story for tomorrow or next time. It's a funny one. Actually, I got this from... Oh, I didn't write their name. We get a lot of great... Uh, you guys point us out to some funny news, so thanks and keep that up, you guys. We really appreciate it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister, the therapist, will be here, and we're going to talk about kind of the other end of what we discussed last week. Last week, we talked about cancel culture. Today, we're going to talk about forgiveness. Oh. I know, right? Here, I should have a theme. I hear it's divine. It is divine. Here's a theme. Here's a theme for forgiveness. Let me let me just play this for us, okay? This is real quick here. Hold on. Okay, so I'll try it again. Here we go. Um, This is, today, we'll talk about forgiveness. Oh, that's not what I meant to push. (laughs) Crap. I don't know where it went. All right, never mind. Oops. All right. Uh, hey, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll do all that. Brian, hey, play a song, though, so we can do that break that we said. Sure, I hope you get this one right. We're going to Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yes, home of uh, Dunder Mifflin uh, for this one. It's a band called the Maguas. M-A-G-U-A-S. Maguas or Maguas. 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 I'm going to say Maguas. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, these these guys are great. Uh, they have kind of a... Um, a Jimmy World, uh, My Chemical Romance kind of sound to him. A really cool, like, power pop punk arena rock kind of sound. Uh, they've got a brand new album coming out. I'm sorry, uh, EP called Good Beer. <laughs> wow. 
Uh, I'm sorry, take it back. That was their first release. This is their second release that uh, came out in January of 2020. And um, the third single from um, from that album, I'm, I'm misreading this. Let's see here. Because they really, oh, they started creating their second EP in January this year. Oh, there we go. Gotcha. They haven't released it yet. There you go. So go get it. Uh, this is the single, Will It Ever Be the Same? Just listen. It's called The Magwas, and uh, here it is right now. Nay, it is something strange and and cold, like the taint. Doesn't mean shit to me. Give me the paper. Only my homeboys call me Rome, pig. This is the morning stream.
Oops, I totally effed that up. That's all right. Hey, everybody, we're back. <laughs> we're back, everybody. Yeah. All right, that was cool. I liked it. Very uh, 90s era, yes. punky, cool. The Maguas uh, will it ever be the same. I liked it. I did. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, get Wendy all up in it. And okay. uh, see if we can't get her fine take on the proceedings. Okay. Uh, she's probably there because we're... Oh, she's right there. Hi, Wendy. Right there. Hello. Oh, my gosh. Hello. Me- immediate pickup from Wendy this week. That's insane. All right. Hello. Hey, check this out. Everyone knows it's Wendy. There you go. Hey, it's Wendy, my sister. She's a therapist, helps people all the time with real problems, and comes on what Thursdays and does Therapy Thursday with us. She's been doing it since the very freaking beginning, which just, no, that's crazy. Not. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Which uh, was what, 2011? Yeah, right? No, wait. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it was 2011. January 2011. Yep. Yeah. So our anniversary's coming up. Yeah. Oh, no I don't kidding. Know. Wow. What is the what is the uh podcast uh co-host's uh anniversary gift for the tenth anniversary? I don't know. Cardboard. Cardboard, got it. We can we got plenty of that. Cardboard. Yep. Actually we have more have than that bunch. more of that than ever because our, our recycling people don't do cardboard anymore. So uh, Oh no. Yeah. Really? You know why? Because they You are, kidding me? Wait, maybe I have it backwards. It's okay. Maybe I'm sorry. they only do cardboard now. Yeah, I have it backwards. They only do cardboard right now <laughs> because if anything has anything printed on it. Um, they'll do can, so aluminum's still good. But if they do anything paper product that is just like even just a sheet of printer paper, you're not supposed to put it in there right now because whatever contract they had with China to process all this stuff got yeah. all jacked up with the tariff thing, mm-hmm. so they're not doing it anymore. So they don't ship all this stuff in containers to China anymore to be processed. Now they just can't do anything with it because we don't do it here. It's the weirdest thing. I don't like it. It bugs me. Wow. Yeah, that's a weird uh, artifact or or side effect of this whole thing. Jeez. Yeah, it's very odd. Anyway, uh, maybe one day we can truly recycle my regular paper again. We'll have to see. Maybe we're just, it's a, we've been placated all this time thinking, oh, we're good people. Yeah, Yeah, we thought it was going off to some, you know, (laughs) some magical place up the road, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And we're so, yeah, look at us. Yeah, really. Not happening. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Placation. Let's get to it. Uh, yeah. It's better Placation. Than, yeah. It's a staycation is better for us right now. Um, all right. So here's the deal. Last week, we had the very heady discussion around in and around the idea of cancel culture and what all that stuff meant. And it was a really rigorous conversation. Lots of feedback since then. Uh, lots of people have feelings and thoughts about this thing. But one of the uh, parts that we really never got to was brought up by a listener named Eric who sent this email. I'm going to read it and then we'll talk about this. He says, Hey Scott, just listening to yesterday's therapy Thursday, sent this last Friday. I have one question you could send out to Wendy or maybe just you and Brian could talk about it. Uh, and I have an idea and I have an idea. Anyway, I'm not sure what that means. Uh, so the question is when someone is called out on terrible things, what do they need to do and how do they ever earn forgiveness? Is it ever okay to fully forgive uh, them, meaning people like that? Uh, well, Eric, interesting question. Because there is that whole thing of like, uh, let's say somebody does something awful. Mm-hmm. What is, is it, a, are they in permanent sort of uh, exile? Exile? Are they, are they in, yeah. the, the mind's prison for the rest of their lives? Like, there are people who mm-hmm. actually break the law and go to prison. We're not talking about them mm-hmm. necessarily. Um, but even then, there's a, you know, forgiveness comes in all all sorts and sizes. So 
That's it's right. a broad topic, but Wendy, I'm sure we can carve out a, a piece of it for ourselves here. How do you want to proceed? She's muted. Did we put you, want, She's back. I want to put Sorry. you two on the spot. Okay. Like I like to do. All right. Okay. Um, do you I have you. an example <laughs> of you forgiving? You don't have to tell all the details, but just like what, what, that has meant to you in the past and uh, you have an experience with it. Maybe someone forgave you. Mm -hmm. Just tell me a story. Um, hmm. okay. <laughs> I've never done anything unforgivable. <laughs> <Wendy>. Come on. <laughs> I think, I think the best example I can think of is had somebody three or four years ago who said some really terrible rotten stuff about me, my family, my kids in particular, and this would have been when they were, oh, I don't know, Nick was probably seven or something. He's 20 now, so that gives you an idea. But it was an internet thing, and it was somebody who just said really horrible things. And I did what you're supposed to do with that stuff and just ignored it. I went, okay, well, this is a lost cause. I'm not going to deal with this person ever again. And obviously, they're, they're, you know, they're, doing, they're doing this level of hateful garbage, then why would I want to engage? So I just sort of let it go. A uh, couple of weeks ago, I got an email from this person who said, hey, um, you may or may not remember this, but when I was about 16 or 17, I sent this horrible message to you and I'm in my, what? Is, he's probably in his late 20s now, right? Something like that, if he was 15 then. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, or not late 20s, mid 20s, something like that. Anyway, basically just said, I've... Um, I can't remember the exact words, but basically just said, I, I, it really, it always bothered me that, that I did that. And I, hmm. I want to tell you, I'm sorry. And that I, I, you know, was being a stupid kid, but no excuses. And I understand if you, if you'd still be mad about this or whatever. And, but I really felt bad about it and wouldn't feel, you know, wouldn't feel any kind of, um, like there was a fix unless I came forward and said, sorry. And that's a rare thing <laughs> yeah. so to get from like, mm -hmm. especially internet trolls where they really are all, you know, the, he, he would have forever been anonymous and just gone to his mm -hmm. grave one day and just never having to deal with it and probably would have like a lot of people forgotten he'd even done it, but it really ate out of my guess. And that was great. Like what a nice mm -hmm. thing. And it was easy for me probably because of a couple of factors, which I'm sure you're going to get into like time and things like that. But it was easy for me to forgive him because that was like a true, that was a true showing of remorse. Like it was, that was him saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I did a stupid thing. He took full responsibility for it and, and knew there was a chance that I was going to not be receptive or whatever. But mm -hmm. like, I couldn't, I couldn't reply fast enough about how, how happy it made me to hear him say that I had forgotten all about it. You know, I'd forgotten there was this one troll. Um, but I even went back and found the actual email, like just to kind of remember, remind myself what it was. And it was pretty gnarly, but it was just a really nice moment of, oh, wow, all right, of course. What was I going to do? Go, well, you're still no, a jerk, and I hate you, and I hope you die, and I can't believe you said perma that. Perma-ban. Perma-ban, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that. Um, mm -hmm. that. Then I think I would have had to apologize a few years later because I did that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I would just been sure. perpetuating the problem. So, so that's the only example I can think of at the top of my head. I'm sure there's other stuff. I just can't think of any of it. Yeah, Great the, uh, example. Yeah. The uh, the woman that introduced Tina and I um, was an ex-girlfriend of mine, or she was a girlfriend at the time. Um, Tina and I were friends for a long time, even after uh, this girl and I broke up. 
Um, and then finally, you know, figured out we liked each other and started dating. But um, she, she, even though she said she was okay with it, you know, this was years later, she's like, yeah, no, it really pisses me off. And she said some really hurtful things about Tina and I, and even like kind of conspired to break the two of us up, even though it's not like she had any, any desire to get back together with me. She just didn't want, you know, didn't want us to be happy with somebody else or me to be happy with somebody else, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, about a year ago, we started getting these voicemail messages <laughs> yeah. uh, to me asking, you know, for forgiveness. And and then she reached out to us on Facebook, reached out to me on Facebook, never reached out to Tina, but always was uh, reaching out to me. And um, even though she kind of equally heard both of us and and never really apologized to Tina, but I got like all these apologies kind of started to warm back up and say, okay, yeah, you know, it was a long time ago, totally fine. And you know, with the, all water under the bridge until I think it was around the time I posted something on Tina's and my anniversary. And it said something like Tina and I, I couldn't be happier. I'm celebrating my blah, blah, blah anniversary with Tina. And she just replied because I'd let her in as a friend on Facebook replied to that post with why. And I was like, oh, yeah, now I remember why I stopped talking to you and uh, we're done. <laughs> you don't get a second chance. Yeah. That's amazing. Or a third uh, chance, I guess, maybe. <laughs> those are both amazing stories. Uh, that's awesome. Okay, well, <laughs> and and Brian, we'll start with your sure. the takeaway from the... <laughs> yeah, so you never let people back into your life. Is, is yeah, that's the takeaway. Don't let yeah. them in, in your life. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote Oprah here. For everyone who loves her, Does this so cost much. us anything? No, it's free. Okay, I'm going to give you a free quote from Oprah. Uh, she said, <laughs> well, "Forgiveness." I know, I know you won't charge us. Well, yeah. Oprah, you get a <laughs> quote, and you get a know. quote, and you get a quote. All right, yeah. go ahead. That's right. Everyone gets a free quote. Yeah. So it's forgiveness is giving up the hope that the past could be any different. Oh wow! And yeah, she, so your little ex girlfriend, okay. has that she hasn't quite given up the hope that the past <laughs> could be any different, <laughs> <laughs> right? Kind of that idea, though, that um, and it sounds like, Scott, the, the troll in this case has grown up and made some changes and, you know, taken a hard look at his life and has trying to make things right that he can make right. He even and, said he even said he made the I forgot to say this. He made the point that he's got two little ones now and couldn't mm -hmm. couldn't couldn't fathom somebody saying the things about his kids that he was saying about mine without knowing them or, you know, any of that. So that's yeah. a, another part of it. Right. You you experience the. You have to totally. grow up a little. Yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. And and that's just the thing, right? And and for you, maybe, Scott, it's it's very easy. First of all, you've had plenty of trolls say things. So, you know, you're thrilled that someone has, has had this change of heart and that's cool. But also, like, you recognize it was a 15-year-old kid who didn't know any better and was whatever he was experiencing, right? Because... There is some compassion in understanding where the other person comes from. There was also some relief from. in finally hearing that because I didn't know at the time ah, how old he was. I didn't know he was a kid. I, mm -hmm. I didn't know he was a kid. That's a problem with the internet and not knowing who you're talking to sometimes is you have no idea. This could be a, a peer my age. It could be a, right. a lady 20 years older than me. It could be a, a tiny kid. Like, I don't know. I, there's no way to know. And then when he told me 15, it was almost like, oh, well, all right. I mean, I was kind of a weenie at 15 for sure. So. I right. could have even kinda... been somebody the age of free hotel room and rush. <laughs> hey, right, that guy, that guy. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, like that was almost a relief to hear that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 Brian, your your story also illustrates this sort of not rules around forgiveness that we can talk about. We're going to talk about a couple things that that the benefits of it, 
first. Mm-hmm. Let's start with that. And then the rules. And you're going to go, well, there's not actually rules. Well, there's kind of rules um, that I'll go over. So number one, let's just talk about the, like the, the power that comes from forgiveness, either giving forgiveness to someone else, you forgive them and or asking forgiveness and that person forgives you, right? Like there are, there are benefits. So I want you to guess real quick, what do you think are the studied psychological benefits for, um, people who forgive? Oh man. Not, not that it has to be easy, but they just, they've, they've done it. Cause some people forgiveness mm-hmm. is really easy for others. It's a lot harder, but so yeah. the psychological benefits, benefits, um, well, I know for me, see, this is the problem. My example is not even really a great one because from that perspective, because I had been annoyed at first, put it behind me, never thought about it again. Then this guy wrote in. So I got to experience this great growth moment for him, but it was minus me still being pissed. Do you know what I mean? I was, I was already, I, I was well over it. I was like just past it. And so what I got to witness instead was like this great human moment of somebody doing this thing. It didn't make it any less valid that they were doing that, but I wasn't in the middle of my anger toward them. Um, yes. It's it's probably a more, it would be a better example to say, oh gosh, I don't know, like, I, I can't think I think of, a little more immediate that happens. Yeah, like if we, you and I have a member of the family who sometimes gets everybody mad. Um, Misha. Yeah, Misha. <laughs> she's the one always well, pissing everyone off. She's the no, nicest. She's the nicest who, person. Who remain name? Oh, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> she, she's the she's the sweetest sister ever. Um, no, but the the one I'm talking about, uh, yeah. she goes back and forth, and 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 it. There are times when that's really hard to forgive, right? But that'd be a probably a better example of 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 where you can try to find some forgiveness because it's immediate. It's more it's more intense. Mm-hmm. Like you're still kind of raw from it. Uh, probably a better example than, than mine. Yes. But. And, and a lot harder. There's a, a uh, and I meant to look it up before. So someone help me out here. The, I believe it was the church massacre in South Carolina. There were nine congregants. Oh, meeting, yeah. yeah. And that white supremacist dude goes in and, and shoots and kills these people. And in the hearing or the adjudication or something, the family member just, freely forgives them right there mm-hmm. just you know and you're like holy cow yeah and people <laughs> get people get mad at those people like oh. n- now you got a whole new level of forgiveness to worry about because other people can't fathom how they could do that i remember there was right. a there was a case up in idaho this year this is before, way before you or i were married i think this is probably 80s but there was a case in idaho where a little girl was kidnapped and the guy who kidnapped him I think she ended up, I think that he ended up killing her. It was awful. But the family somehow figured out a way to forgive them. And I just couldn't fathom it. I remember at the time just going, how is that, is that even possible? So my guess is the answer to your question is, what are the psychological benefits? There must be something very freeing about it if you can truly do it. Because imagine. It has to be authentic. And, and yeah. I think that's what mm-hmm. bothers people who maybe we can't fathom. It's not us. Mm-hmm. We're not in that position. Uh, this happened near me when, where I was living in Sugar House, there was a family in a minivan and a teenage drunk driver, maybe it was 17 or eight. No, I think it was 18. Um, just hit some head on in the day. And it was just five seconds from my house. It was really close. And so I knew a lot of people that knew that family and it killed his pregnant wife, two of his children. 
um, his son survived and the dad survived. And he is, he, he had a moment while he was laying there where it was like a choice presented mm-hmm. in his head. Yeah. Like, are you going to forgive or are you not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd be like, I'm not, I am not, I'm not, I don't know. Anyway. And so he did, and he, he's, he's become a mentor to this kid and really helped this kid in his life. And you're just like, that is unfathomable, but that is some people, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Then there's the rest of us who have to work a little harder but there, so, and I, I really wonder if it's like a predisposition for this, because you have people who hold grudges just like for no reason all the time mm-hmm. versus another brain style or, you know, that, that tends to be able to release stuff a little quicker. So here's the actual study, studies around this, and they're pretty cool. Um, but people who can forgive have higher levels of forgiveness. That's what we'll call it. Okay. Um, they report better health habits and decreased depression, anxiety, and anger. Which makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even in couples where there was cheating, so betrayed situation, um, where there's greater levels of forgiveness, they're associated with better relationships overall, a stronger parenting alliance, and their children perceive their parents as more functional. Okay. Okay. So Got then it. physiologically, we can test uh, blood here with people with higher levels of forgiveness, right? Um, they have lower white blood cell counts and hematocrit levels. Um, so be- better immune systems, basically. Right. Um, and so if you think about what your body and your mind, what your, what your mind is doing to create what in your body, this makes a ton of sense. If you feel angry and vengeful and you carry, you're carrying the weight of the past all the time, um, your body responds because it's under constant stress. Right. right. So that makes a lot of sense. Right. Um, so there's there are absolute physiological and emotional benefits to forgiveness. But how do you how do you do it? Yeah. So mm-hmm. if this doesn't come naturally to you, what and that's and you can be <laughs> you can be annoyed at people that it comes naturally to. That's fine. <laughs> but you've got to figure out for yourself what like how is it done? But let's make a lay out some of the rules really quick. So what do you think? Any guesses what you think my rules are going to be around forgiveness? Think, well, think of it's, it's going to be, you know, be honest. Are you truly forgiving the person or are you just, are you just uh, placating them or yourself by saying you forgive them and not? Yeah. Cause you're supposed to. You're supposed <laughs> right. To. Right. right. So there's that for sure. So authenticity is important. Um, mm-hmm. There, any Scott, do you have any ideas? No, oh, geez. Uh, I mean, beyond authenticity, what even is there? Like, um, is it figuring out if you think that they really are deserving of forgive? Like, they're they're not the person you think you're 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 pigeonholing them to be from the thing that they did. I mean, like, let's use an example of uh, kind of some. So, the, some of the stuff we talked about last week. Let's take uh, I don't know. Let's take Bill Cosby. All right. Sure. Does. His do any of his victims have it in them to say, "I forgive him for what he did to me"? Like under under what circumstances mm-hmm. that even a thing? And it's hard for me to imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's there the question there, and this is where we have to be careful because we have a Judeo Christian sort of overall background here that complicates the psychological benefit of forgiveness as a concept one is that you're told to or you you know hand it over to god there's lots of ways people think and talk about that and for many that's very authentic and it's great um 
But there is this other piece to this where it's the pressure to do those things or to be a certain or feel a certain. So that in, that authenticity can be in question. And what it actually does is makes it harder and, and for the person who needs to do the forgiving. So one way to really think about it is Brian had a great example of this because it's quick and simple, which is she writes why on Facebook, <laughs> like, hello. Mm-hmm. And you instantly know that's it. There's the line, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. forgiveness, and this is where people have gotten in a lot of trouble. Oh, you're supposed to forgive as if that means allow the abuser to continue to abuse you or yeah. allow that person, you know, to do the, there, there is a combination of boundaries that has to go along with forgiveness if that person is not dead. Right. 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 If that person's dead. It's amazing. I, <laughs> Really prefer when people call me and they're like, "Oh, they're dead." I'm like, "Awesome, awesome!" I forgive them. No, no, no worry about any future transgressions. It's so much easier to uh, figure out your garbage with the the dead parent than is the one that's still alive and who's going to still passive aggressively do something annoying, right? So it really is tricky. But finding those ways of of making sure that healthy boundaries are in place because there's been a lot of people abused over time in the name of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that needs to be very clear uh, therapeutically to anybody, right? Um, that by saying I forgive you and meaning authentically what boundaries are in place to protect you from being hurt again. Because what forgiveness is for, we're using a word that is has a lot of meaning for different people. Um, but really what we're doing to, to steal from Oprah's idea here is that we're trying to remove the anchor that is in your life in the past. So I, and, and you hear this all the time, like, oh, forgiveness, forgiveness is actually to benefit the person doing the forgiving. And it's true because that person holding on to whatever, the grudge, the, the pain, the hurt, the, the, the story that cannot be altered, that anchoring in the past, can, is, that's what's creating all this physiological stress and emotional depletion and affecting all these other relationships. So you are paying, and this is what's so hard about victims is that they're victimized initially. And then that trauma and that anchoring of something that happened to them, they pay that price for so long into the future. Um, and so you got to deal with trauma. So, so when I say, Hey, let's talk about the boundaries. Some of those boundaries might be you got to deal with whatever the trauma was, right? Because we often think, oh, you only get traumatized by a bomb went off. You get traumatized by the people closest to you yeah, um, and can be. And so how do we, um, how do we unanchor the past? That's what forgiveness or moving on actually gives us. But we have to be really careful about that, not to minimize the trauma, not to minimize that process for somebody that's why we get, we're either freaked out that someone forgives too quickly or we're annoyed when someone won't forgive, right? You yeah. get, you know, people who've hang, hung on to something for so long and it ruins your relationship with them or, or you're just so sick of hearing about it that, you know, they, they're just so anchored in the past. So that's ultimately the goal. The goal is to unanchor that as this major everything in your life. Mm-hmm. But you do have to be pretty careful about this, especially when it's something as, as intense as, sexual assault because it's its own it's its own thing too that needs all sorts of other um elements for that to work that's why you know i was i was just talking to someone who is volunteering at a rape recovery center and um she's 
a data person and is also volunteering there to, to help, but she can't help but stare at the data. And yeah. the data, and this is in Utah, the data is terrifying when it comes to, you know, the, the kits that they, they do a, a rape assessment kit when you go to the hospital. And yeah. that itself is traumatizing. The police not knowing what the crap they're doing most of the time in these circumstances, they're not working with trauma very well. Um, that is traumatizing. So you have all of these steps. Well, and then by the time those kits actually get processed and now they're doing a little better job, but 10 years ago, there was a backlog of thousands. Um, mm. and then if someone goes to court and is willing to get grilled by a lawyer about this event, you know, you, you think of the level of your raw open woundedness and you're putting yourself out there and how difficult that is. Even four, 4% of those cases, there's a, conviction. I mean, what people have to go through to try to get justice. And you can say, well, is that forget? No. What it is, is that those often those people who fight and do something, you know, to, to try to save someone else, or, you know, there is an actionable thing, they tend to do better over time. Mm. And so what you're looking at is all of these cases where they weren't able to do anything. And understandably so. Right. They're right. incredibly traumatized. And that's why, you know, the Harvey Weinstein's of the world and the Bill Cosby situation and and all of the many other ones. Right. Is when you have a it's like a critical mass come forward. Right. You have 10 women. And mm-hmm. so so no longer is it about is just this one person, you know, let's and you, you've seen TV, you know what lawyers do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and so they can they can, you know, as a group make a change. So I don't know this. I have not read about this. So I am totally guessing here. So no one quote me, but I'm assuming that those women who have um, come forward with that lawsuit and have put him in jail and justice has been served to some extent, you're going to have, let's say there's 10, there's probably a, a good number of them that will get to the relieving of that pain because they've worked through the trauma and they've unanchored from the past. So technically they can forgive him. Now, forgiving doesn't mean you love them and you care about them again, right? Again, it's the boundaries, but there's going to be, I'm sure some that it's that, that trauma was too deep and forgiveness is, is too hard. Um, But I think there is a version of that that looks like never forgiving, but also getting healthier and unanchoring from the past. Right. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that rings true to me. I mean, I'm just trying to think what it's easy to say. Um, like my mom and I don't know if you remember this, you were too young, but my mom and our aunt Susan got in a huge fight at Lake Powell once. And I remember it very vividly, even though I was probably eight. Okay. So you were probably two. And the fight that broke out on the boat one day was epic. (laughs) Like, I think one of them threw a full can of Coke at one of them. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was a, it was like a boat mom fight, like nothing we'd ever seen. Wow. And they were so mad and dad and uncle Joel were trying to sort of intervene and they were both not having it and just tell them to get away from me. And you know, this is like the worst sister fight I'd ever witnessed in my entire life. And I was only eight. And so a lot of this may seem worse in my memory than it actually was. I don't know. But, um, that's a different thing, right? You're going to, that's one of those where even as it's happening, you know, they're going to, it's going to be fine. Eventually we're all going to be at Thanksgiving next week or whatever. Like that's, you're going to get over it. 
the forgiveness will come. There may be some long running, you know, frustrations or whatever, but, but they're not going to, this fight will not end the sister's relationship, but. Well, and you real quick, you bring up a good point because their relationship has an ongoing rhythm versus a one-off. And so I'm wondering like what we talked about last week, somebody you watch on YouTube, you don't have a mutual relationship with that person. Right. Right. They, you feel like you do, you feel like it's reciprocal because they're responsive and they, to some extent, right? Like that, that's, that's the strange new world of human connection online. Um, and yet they don't actually know you and they're not going to have a continual relationship with you. And they're not going to call you and tell you how they're really doing or feeling. So you don't get some input that helps in that process. So, I mean, I don't know if you can get anyone to raise their hands for this, but with Terpster, are there people here we are a year out who can't forgive him? And and we maybe should define what that means. Uh, again, they can't stop thinking about it. They can't unanchor from that moment. They mm-hmm. have not moved on. I don't know if they have to give them their blessing or anything, but just that it, they're stuck right. a little bit with that. That would be an example of, okay, you got to figure that out. This isn't a mutual relationship that you can have more experiences. Whereas Scott, you had, more, you have have more experiences with Terpster. Yeah. You have an ongoing connection that you, you can feel res- res- reticent and careful or, and still care. And, you know, but there's a version of you having to unanchor from the past that I, I assume you've done. I yeah. think you've done. Yeah. Um, but then you get some feedback that helps that occur. And this is where obviously there's crazy abusers and insane people out there that, I mean, I, I can guarantee we've got a percentage of at least 5% of people listening right now who, if they went back and started talking to their parents again, are back in an abusive situation, right? Mm -hmm. They have Mm -hmm. created boundaries to, to spare themselves from that kind of abuse. So to forgive and go back is just not an option because it's just nothing but more abuse mm-hmm. um, versus unanchoring for that and having that define you. But you just don't get the first either. First, don't record that. <laughs> Whoever's listening. Well, it's, us- it's usually me. But, New yeah. Wendy intro. Furfurture. Furfurture. Well, uh, they don't so, have further contact. Well, let, let me ask you, let me ask you this. Cause, cause this, I think this goes along with what you're saying. In the Terpster case, yeah, I have that nuanced experience, which is different than just black and white ones and zeros, right? Like it's not the same as somebody who's just followed, you know, followed him on the instance or YouTube stuff or whatever, and just said, mm-hmm. "Oh, well, then, you know, that's that's all I ever knew." So that's the only that's as far as the relationship goes. Yeah. It's I just write it off, right? Yeah. Um, if the, here's one of the problems: if somebody says, um. I'm really upset about what he did and it was a right to like, you know, cut him from the shows and do all the stuff we did. And for the record, you know, he agreed with all of it. I always have to make that clear because some people feel like, Oh, you just canceled him. I'm like, no, he, yeah. he volunteered to be, you know, he, he told us it was all true and said, I'm stepping down. And I said, well, yeah, can't do this on the show anymore. Of course not. You know, like it, that was the relationship. And, uh, but if somebody like me said, hey, I'm, I'm wanting to forgive him for what he did, 
there's a question about whether it's even on me to do that. Like, is it even mine to forgive? Because I'm not a victim here. I'm just uh -huh. a peripheral uh -huh. damage. But I'm not anywhere near anyone who was victimized uh, to whatever extent they were. And so am I even, is, is that even a thing? And then also, let's say it is a thing that you, you can be in that position to, to offer that forgiveness to somebody who's an old friend that really slipped up, but you, you know, you, again, you have that nuanced relationship with them. Other people around that just go, well, I can't believe you can forgive. Like that you, you're, you're now being, you're now being unforgiven for forgiving. You understand what I'm saying? It's got uh -huh. a weird, vicious, vicious circle to it that is yeah. a little perplexing. But, Which is pretty you know. unique to the time, right? I, I, I'm not saying that didn't happen in families and extended circles, but you're talking about a stranger you'll never meet is right. going to send you a vicious tweet yeah. that you're the worst for forgiving. Yeah, You're like, okay. And it's because we're all at different places. We all have a, a, a different tendency for this. Um, tendency, what I mean is like capacity, I guess, or... Speed mm -hmm. is another one. Mm -hmm. um, and then there are people that that anchoring in the past is a strategy to protect themselves. That's how you don't get hurt again. Mm. So you can say, hey, is it for you to forgive? Well, if it's if it's connected to you and has the potential for you to get bitter over over time and make lots of things about in your life, well then yeah, you need to forgive. Now, yeah. or it, it's in your sort of options to forgive or not forgive, right? right? Whereas an actual victim, we have a very different story there. And so I, I, I want to be very careful about that because that one is not, that doesn't get covered over, oh, I went to church and they told me to forgive, so I'm going to do it. That is, it's complicated and, you know, there needs to be some real nice grace put around that for somebody because unless you've been in those shoes, you have zip to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then when people can do it, it's amazing, but it's also like not their job. Sometimes it's, they never have to forgive and still can live very healthy lives. That word specifically, but de-anchoring that as the center of their life, that, that does need to happen for them to be healthy. But yeah. forgive, it's, it's pretty optional in that regard. And then maybe it's us. We just, to be more comfortable, I need you to forgive somebody. Right. Or for me to be comfortable, I need you to never forgive that person. Yeah, that's, so, a, that's an interesting point of view. Because it is that, right? You're breaking their. You might be. You might be breaking somebody else's sense of of protection by doing something like saying, "Well, I'm going to forgive this person." Like if you came out in public and said, "I was, uh, I don't know, one of the Harvey Weinstein people. I was abused by Harvey Weinstein, and I forgive him." There are going to be a ton of people who whose narrative gets broken by that, because in their mind, what he did was unforgivable. And maybe it is. I'm not saying it is or isn't. But my point is, like, that really triggers everybody else's sense of, no, no, no. <laughs> this was all sewn up. Everybody's mad at him. He's in prison. We're done. There is no forgiveness. And now you're saying there is? How can that be? That's not part of my narrative. Like, it's just complicated. This, what if they said this instead? They said, hey, uh, I was abused by Harvey Weinstein, and I no longer um, anchor my past around what he did to me. I'm free from Harvey Weinstein. Probably a, better, Weinstein. probably a better way of saying it. Yeah. And people mm -hmm. go, well, and it's because forgiveness is loaded. Yeah. And, and for good reason, it's loaded because a lot of harm has been done in its name. Mm -hmm. um, and so that, that, I mean, I don't know. 
everyone has their own background with this. Everyone was taught a certain way and how to think about that. Um, you know, maybe you were told to forgive. I mean, I tell my kids to apologize to each other all the time. And then however the kid responds, I say, well, that's their choice how they respond, but you at least have the job to say you're sorry. <laughs> and so I am directing this and maybe it's going to backfire on me one day. That's like all of parenting. So for each of us, personality wise, and then just, you know, sort of the bubble we grew up in, how that plays out. And then let's just not underestimate what pain does, right? Mm -hmm. So Q Delia got some um, vaccinations yesterday and it took... Um, Two days ago, he has not stopped talking about it. Hurt and the, <laughs> oh. he's mad at me because I didn't I didn't know they were coming. I just thought it was a wild oh. child, wild well child check. Poor guy. And he's just like blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, listen, dude. And so I've started to show him pictures of kids with polio, and like I'm freaking him out now because yes. I'm like, listen, you need to just zip it. Well, another kid goes and doesn't even think about it again. Yeah, but he his personality. So I have to parent him different. It's hard. It's hard to figure this out. And I'm sure I'm doing it wrong. But in the end, like where we each are, I guess this is a piece of it too, is that forgiveness. And I, we haven't talked about this at all, but this is a, a, a quick note to this is forgiving ourselves is the most important version of this that we can ever do because we then behave pretty weird and badly mm -hmm. out of things when we have not let ourselves um, off the hook for the things that we have made mistakes on. Right. right. Mm -hmm. um, I did that wrong. I hurt someone's feelings. I, you know, all the way up to really doing something wrong. Like how do you, um, how that relationship with yourself, it, are you able to have some self-compassion to understand that you were 15 when it happened or, you know, whatever, like it sounds like that guy who's apologizing to you mm -hmm. has had to figure some of this out with himself. He needs he probably needs you to say you're it's okay. So it's easier for him to forgive himself. Right. Um, but he also may have to live with the reality that you'd say it's not okay. And then he still has to figure out how to live with himself and forgive himself so that he doesn't then take that garbage out on his kids. That, that seems to have motivated him. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you've been out in public at all recently, but anyone <laughs> being filmed, uh, like I think it's always Costco or Walmart. Um, <laughs> Panera is the newest one. Yeah. Panera, right? They're just yeah. taking out their garbage in a public space. Yeah. And and then we start filming it, and then you watch what happens to people being filmed, right? Yeah. So you're having this really weird insight into all of us being stressed, all of us not quite knowing what I mean I go to the dentist I'm like what do I do where do I stand I don't know if I'm doing this right I've done it my whole life but I don't know if I'm doing it right and so any place that we are like things are a like social rules are a little confusing and we don't know what we're quite doing we can't see each other's faces in the same way the clues are different blah 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 all that stuff's happening but a lot of it you're seeing people's garbage maybe in a way we quite haven't seen in, in a while. And I, I think it's this connection to being self-aware yeah. and what is our stuff and, um, you know, being kind to ourselves and working with ourselves is step one. It always is. Yeah. Um, and then it's, it's much easier. This other stuff we all observe on the outside gets much easier. Um, because if I don't have to protect myself, then I don't have to make everything about that time I was robbed so that I can protect myself forever, right? right. Because it makes sense. 
Right. Why would you ever let that go? Because you're going to get hurt again. Yeah. But if you don't do work, then you're you're going to spend a lot of time clenched and be in trouble. Yeah, I think this uh, this has been good. Uh, we had so I've got somebody who's taken us a, a little bit to task last week about about cancel culture, and um, it's a long story, so we have to get into it now. But I think that this this other end of of the conversation is an important one. And I'm glad that we had a chance to talk about it. And I want to thank Eric for sending that email because it, it was like, Oh yeah, we should get, that should be the other end of this candle we're burning. We should talk about yeah. that. And, right. and, and the other side of the coin. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's, it's comp, compla freaking cated, you know, it just is. I made that word up right then. Yeah. I like it. I don't think, I don't think we get honest follow-up on anything either. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not the therapist for, uh, name somebody. Uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, Harvey Weinstein. Bill Cosby, yeah. Bill Cosby, sure. I, right. I'm not the therapist for someone who would much more minor infraction, but, you know, was canceled or, you know, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know the work they're doing. I don't know um, that, you know, where they're actually at. I do know that I spend a lot of time with um, sex offenders early on in my training. So I was talking to child molesters and rapists every day. Mm-hmm. And the thing that was amazing to me is that I learned how to see them as whole people. Yeah, I did not expect that. That was not what I, I thought I would learn how to do techniques and I would apply this and, you know, and I would be the whole time hardly breathing because they're terrifying or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But instead, I mean, this is crazy. I actually liked some of them. They were funny and nice. And they were reforming and they were trying and they were broken. And that's, no one wants to hear that. And mm-hmm. I get it. I get why you don't want to hear that because mm-hmm. it doesn't make you feel safe. No, it you makes want you them feel to be monsters throughout. Yes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the monster makes more sense and it's mm-hmm. true. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, and so that, that is an example of like, everyone, can we just take a tiny dose of humility that we don't know everything? I mean, that's, that's the hardest part about all of this. So that person screaming in Walmart um, that you're filming, you just mm-hmm. you just don't know everything. Who you don't know the, why so, they're so scared. Was it the Panera you lady know, that peed on the floor? Did that happen? Or did I make that up in my head? The Panera, the recent Panera story is just a woman who's uh, refusing to wear a mask and yelling. And then she, she blows in some, she blows in the person's face that's uh, holding up the camera. And then she says, well, you can fart through your pants. You can smell it. So your mask isn't doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You can you can poop through your pants, and it's not getting on me because you're wearing underwear. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Oh <laughs> that, man, that's kind of accurate. It's the water droplets. It's not the it's not the the virus. It's the water droplets that they're clinging to. But I like that. I can't find it. S- somebody in some place peed on the floor. Peed just, on the floor. Yeah, they just said, "I'm that's it. I'm not leaving," and just sat on the floor and peed. So that's awesome. Not Jeez. like that. Not like my mom would because she can't it's help my it. territory now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, they do like the leg lift. That'd be amazing. Yeah. That. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's my little patch of Costco. So at one point, <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you reckon with that experience? Right. I think about that kid who um, was doing his Star Wars thing and just like how tortured he f- felt for so many years after that yeah. meme came out. You know. Yeah. And like. How, wait, where do you go with that? I mean, obviously, I want everyone to be in therapy and figure out their stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So let's do that. Get in therapy. Let's just make a figure out your stuff. Make a make a rule. Yeah, I like it. It's a good it's a good idea. Uh, all right. To clarify, you... it's the Verizon store that uh, got peed on. Oh, it's Verizon store. That's right. 
Yes. That's right. Well, I mean, who hasn't, right? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, when you hear gets... me now? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, Wendy, always a pleasure. Um, make sure, hey, everybody out there listening, go to realsteps.org, sign up for that thing, and uh, be a part of that. Even if, even if you're in it just for the occasional content that comes your way, it's uh, helpful stuff. And uh, if you want to be a part of the program, it all is explained there at realsteps.org. Uh, Wendy, any final words today before we... Um, yeah, do this. Uh, actually, can I make it like a little homework assignment? Do it. You know, do it. Sure. I don't know how not to do that. Yeah, so. why not? It's We don't have... We, uh, we There may or may not be school in the normal way, so go ahead and give us homework. Yeah, oh, by the way, that's what we're supposed to talk about this week. So could someone please send a... You're concerned about your kid going to school. Yeah, uh, give us some us emails. Yes. So we can, yes, yes, yes. That's perfect. Correct. Per- for a platform that would be great to jump off of yes, um, please. because I, yeah, I have some thoughts anyway. Um, here's some homework with this. Okay. I want everyone to take a minute and write down the first person, the first name that pops in your head of someone you are still mad at. Okay. So they're not maybe in your daily life. They could be, could be someone you see every day but you're still mad. And obviously using the word still means that it's, there's some anchoring in your past. Now it could be way in the past. It could Mm -hmm. be last week in the past. So you have, somebody has anchored anger in you at some point. So I want you to write their name down. Okay. And then I want you to write out whatever the rest of, you know, as much or a little as you want to, why you're so angry. Mm -hmm. And, just write it out until you run out of anger. Okay. So some people that'll be real quick. Others you might need to get a notebook. <laughs> I I I definitely have one of these. Okay. Uh, and it's and and what I want you to try, yeah. I want you to try this this concept, and it's true of um uh craving. Yeah. So if you have a craving, there's usually a four to five minute window if you can last through that window and distract yourself or leave your space or change you know the taste in your mouth or whatever you can uh, the craving will go away um and so there's a bit of like we want to exhaust the system and i I just want people to experience this where you have someone that has taken up enough energy that they just popped in your head because i told you think of someone that you're mad at um and then write it out till you're exhausted now i can this is why people don't do it right i'm going to tell you already why you're not going to do it (laughs) You're not going to do it because you think, I don't want to give this person that much time, but I'm going to promise you right now how much it takes to write it out versus how much to keep thinking about it and dreaming about it and have it pop in your head all day is way more time than what it's going to take you to write this out. Mm -hmm. And then when you're done, it's vomiting. I promise it will have changed the anchor. So I would love if someone would do that and tell us about it. That'd be awesome. That's ironic because I'm one of those people that avoids vomiting at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got a nice metaphorical quality as well yeah. to it. Yeah. Let's do it. Everyone vomit. I'm speaking his language. <laughs> I mean, I still, I mean, for the, for the record, have not barfed since 2005, summer of 05. We got food poisoning and that. that have was you had much. a black and white cookie since? No, but I've had plenty of experiences, <laughs> plenty of experiences since then where I should have barfed. I just refused. Like, do you remember in 2010 that that uh, we went to that cabin and for the family thing and just there was some stomach bug that spread like wildfire in that place? Do you remember that? Nick got <laughs> it. Half of Misha's kids got it. Mark had it. I had it, right. but I refused to throw up. 
Because you had to keep your record. I just had to keep my, well, now it's a record thing. But at the time I was like, I don't know. There's a weird mom does this too. I will keep this poison inside of me. Yeah, I so just yeah, good can't analogy for forgiving. There you go. So See, yeah, exactly. Great metaphor, I think. Everyone barf. Yeah, everyone, everyone go barf. Put down your headphones and go throw up. All right, Wendy, have a fantastic day, week, and weekend, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye now. Bye. Okay. Whoops. My, okay. She left on her own. There we go. All right, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a couple quick things here at the end. Okay. Film Sack this weekend. We're doing Speed 2. Speed 2. What's the subtitle? Title? Pop uh, quiz, hot shot. <laughs> Where's the, what time is the midnight buffet? <laughs> Just kidding. It's midnight. Uh, Sinbad's no performing on the upper deck on Saturday night. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? So, Wayne, is it, it's speed to full throttle. Cruise control. A cruise control. Cruise That's control. it. A full throttle. <laughs> anyway, we're doing speed two. It's on Hulu <laughs> in case you're wondering where to watch it. So, Hulu is the place to go. Also, there is By a the way, t- yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, you're I just fine. found out that uh, August first, the Neverending Story comes to Netflix, <gasps> and I've never seen it. Boo! We have to do that. We have to. We have to do it. We have to do it. Randy's never seen it either. Oh my gosh, I've seen it too many times. So this is perfect. Mm-hmm. We should totally do that. All right, Neverending Story. We'll it's never a hot watch- action movie. Is it? Is it hot action? Movie? It's a great summer. Yeah, it's summer fantasy. Yeah. It'll, okay. it, it'll right. work. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, it doesn't, uh, the second movie is so bad. I can't even recommend it for film sack. It's so bad. That also is coming to, uh, whatever that one was called the next chapter. Yeah. It's a, it is BS. It sucks so bad, but that first movie worth watching. Lots of stuff. Isn't going to hold up still. Okay. Though in a lot of ways, all the tropes are there. It's great. We should totally watch that. Uh, PM tomorrow at 3.30 Mountain Time. For those who are on our Patreon at patreon.com slash TMS, that and so many other rewards are yours to have if you go sign up at patreon.com slash TMS. That'll be at 3.30 Mountain. Uh, people on Patreon will get a special link to watch it live. And, uh, of course, the podcast will be posted on the Patreon RSS as well. Um, and then a new There Will Be Dungeons on Sunday. One final email. This is from Ron over here, he says. <laughs> is that a is that a recommendation or is that his name? Ron over here. Ron over here. Uh, he says Ron there. <laughs> Reds, according to him, the Redskins new name thing. He says they should change their name to the Foreskins. Uh, <laughs> then their fans can still refer to them as the Skins for short. <laughs> nice. It's even better. Nice. Uh, also, what happens to Brian's cardboard cutout if it rains during the Rays games? Do they put a cardboard cutout of an umbrella over him? Um, here's my thinking. What they probably will do is. Not these aren't going to be cardboard. I'll bet they're going to be uh, what's that, that corrugated plastic, plastic uh, stuff? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. corrugated. I think it's just corrugated plastic. It's like cardboard, corrugated but corrugated plastic. plastic yeah. It's like real estate signs are made out of this stuff. Yes, yes. <laughs> or or this grass has just been treated. Signs or right, exactly. Yeah, those are it. those are it. So anyway, I think that's what they'll end up doing. <laughs> if you have thoughts or feelings you want to send us a message, you can do it on the site at frogpants.com/tms or send us a direct email, themorningstream at gmail.com. We are open to all. All right, that's it. Let's get out of here. Do you cool. have a song we can play? I have a question too. Which English Premier League team should I root for? I'm not talking about which ones should I bet on, but which one should I root for? And I'm I'm putting that to the to the listeners as well. I'm leaning towards uh, West Ham United because uh, cool people, or not West Ham United, just West Ham because a lot of uh, a lot of other cool people like him. Dave Grohl, John Cleese. Oh, that's um, cool. I like all those names so far. Katy Perry, Claire Gax says I should choose Liverpool. So does Greg for Walkman. Wow. All right. Liverpool. Liverpool, Liverpool really? Is, uh, yeah. 
here's the thing. Liverpool right now is the top of the league. They're the number one team on the league. Yeah. I don't want to just root for the number. It's like saying, you know, I like the, the, the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. No, I understand. But I like, yeah. but I like, I like the Beatles. And so that, right. that is something that makes me lean towards Liverpool. Also, I got to find out where specifically my dad was uh, born and maybe pick the closest team to that as the, as the closest to the, uh, the motherland you know yeah or maybe i don't know there's one in here called crystal palace that sounds like video yeah crystal gaming. palace that's sure. cool yeah it's just not gonna be norwich i'm afraid nope or uh not manchester um, united that's that's the one you know the most right you hear all the time yeah and liam uh, liam gallagher likes uh, manchester united oh lame <laughs> i'll bet his brother but the doesn't Liverpool jerseys are just solid black jerseys like i want to get a jersey to wear on game day but i don't care about with, Solid with, with Liam Gallagher, you always want to find out what he likes first and then go find out what his brother likes and then take the thing right. his brother likes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because it'll always be Chelsea's opposite. all hooligans. No. <laughs> yeah, of course. And see, AV Tech John, I love the House Martins. And that that actually was another thing I was considering was uh, Hull. Um, Hull is what? Uh, it's not the, the team is not Hull, but it's the team from hull or blackpool or i don't know how anyway, about, how about a, the how about the world wolverhampton wanderers the Wolver, yeah the wolverhampton wolves yeah, yeah that's pretty cool i like that name. or you just call them the wolves for short yeah um all right we'll get feedback yeah, on this i'm sure we're gonna get tons of the hammers i could it. be i could be a hammer yeah and, and go for west ham yeah Can't stop uh hammer. but that's neither here nor there uh Stuart cooper wrote in and said uh g'day mates uh, he even actually did aussie accent so he wanted me to say that in an aussie accent um, but then he says, normal voice. This year I celebrate 15 years of wedded bliss with my darling wife, Natalie. We've been together through extreme highs and lows, especially with Natalie's recent ankle surgery and recovery. Then the Rona. Uh, Natalie, the way you threw yourself into preparation for your surgery and your fortitude and determination to get back into your onto your feet has been an ongoing source of inspiration. And your compassion during the trying times of the Rona makes me love you all the more. Uh, you are the sunshine of my life, and I look forward to continuing to share it with you. Brian, if you could find a suitable cover, I would appreciate it. But not <laughs> reggae or ska. That seems to get on Natalie's bad side. Thanks from down under. Stuart. I love stuff that would irritate your spouse because yes, exactly. it's ska. That's no funny. ska or reggae. Yeah, Come on. That's funny. Um, all right. No, how about something that's that's awesome? Uh we like we like the white stripes. Mm -hmm. We like uh Jack White. We like um the Muppets. Yeah. Right? Like we like Muppets. all those things combined. How about Jack White and the electric mayhem? covering stevie wonders you are the sunshine of my life we've played this on the show before but it's so damn good that uh i can't help but play it again um this came out in 2016 they released it as a single i think it was on the jason siegel muppets show oh nice um they had they had jack white on as the musical guest and um so good uh you are the sunshine of my life jack white and the electric mayhem all right we'll see you guys on pm tomorrow and back on monday for a regular episode bye
show is part of the frog pants network frog pants network get more shows like this at frogpants.com yep yeah yep yeah yep yeah <laughs>